Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Promise Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Schleter, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. If you're listening in today, I am so glad that you're here, and I hope to fill your heart today with truth and encouragement. On today's episode, I hope to connect with you on some things that I personally struggle with. With the times we are living in, it can be very difficult and challenging to respond and act in ways that best honor God. I know I'm not alone when I say that it can be a very tight rope to walk, knowing that we are called to walk in boldness and be full of grace at the same time. It is something that I am constantly questioning and praying about because the ultimate questions are, how does God want us to act in this season? How are we supposed to conduct ourselves in this world? And these are questions that can really cause a lot of turmoil in the hearts of Christians. So I wanted to just break some things down and talk about it today. So let's get into it. that I'm always transparent on this podcast with you on my walk with Christ, because at the end of the day, even though I've stepped into my assignment to help teach the gospel and have embraced God's calling on my life, I'm still growing as I walk with Jesus too. I'm never going to get to a point where I know it all. I'm confident in God's truth and the things he has taught me and revealed to me, but I'm constantly asking and praying that God gives me the right words to say and teach. And I titled this episode, The Tension of the Heart, because a lot of times God's word can really raise some thoughtful questions. And one thing I've learned is that questions are a good thing. God is never offended by our questions or turned off by our questions. For the same reason, a math teacher wants you to ask questions when you don't understand a problem. God desires us to do the same thing. He wants to teach us. If we can't be taught by God, then we can't be used by God. If we can't be taught by God, then we can't grow in wisdom of his truth. So what I want to share with you is really just some current questions I have been asking God myself, and maybe you will be able to relate. Um, Over the last few years in particular, there has been an undeniable shift happening in this world. I know I'm in good company when I say that. I believe God is using this current season to refine his children and build his kingdom. Satan, the enemy, has been poking the bear for way too long. There is a tension 
growing in the hearts of believers. And this tension is growing from a place of urgency. I have felt this sense of urgency since the beginning of 2020. And at first, I didn't really understand what it was all about, but I felt God calling me to get closer to Him. And the crazy part about it is that so many other people have been feeling the exact same thing. And I'm not going to get too much into it in this episode. I'm definitely going to talk more about it in the future. But the Bible is very clear on the season that we are living in. And God has made it more clear to people very recently that we are living in the end times. There are so many signs that we see setting the stage for biblical prophecy to be fulfilled. And there are so many signs that we see lining up almost like a dry run of the prophecies from the book of Revelation. And God has been pouring out his spirit and revelation on so many of us. And when you believe in God, there's, you don't believe in coincidences. Um, There's no such thing as coincidences when you know God is the ordainer and he controls everything. He is on the throne in heaven. And Because of the sense of urgency that people have been feeling, this urgency to share the gospel and the truth about the season we are living in, there is also a spirit of boldness surfacing in so many people, a boldness for the truth, the truth of the gospel. And this same spirit of boldness isn't just a boldness to share the gospel, It's a boldness to call out the enemy's deception and be the vessel to allow God to help lift the veil that has blinded so many people. And I say that with confidence because I used to be so deceived by the world that now it's only right that I call it out in my own personal conviction. It's gotten me to a point where I feel disobedient if I don't call it out. So ultimately, the reason the reason I'm making this podcast episode is because I feel that there are many people who are wanting to rise up for God's kingdom. They want to serve God. There are many people who are also feeling this pull, this tension, almost like a call to action, but we don't really know how to respond to it. And if you're feeling a sense of urgency, and when I say urgency, I'm not talking about panic. I'm talking about urgency. But if you're feeling this and you don't understand it, I will tell you right now that God is calling you to get close to him. And let me say that if you're currently feeling this, it is a good thing. What you're feeling is exactly what God wants you to feel. It's the Holy Spirit working and moving. Or maybe you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with God, but you feel like something just isn't right in this world. Like something is off. My friend, you are right. Something is off. And that's why I want to talk about this because recognizing that is the first step towards godly discernment. 
And urgency is something that should be in the heart of every believer because, in my opinion, the opposite of urgency is lukewarmness. And when I realized that the sense of urgency I felt wasn't going away, it pretty much became like an open door that I was being nudged to walk through, to press into what God was trying to tell me and teach me. And I'm telling you, God did something in 2020 in the hearts of a lot of people. The entire world got shut down. And while the enemy used that as a tool to isolate people, to break people down, the pandemic caused a lot of mental distress during that time. Unfortunately, one of the unintended effects of what the devil was wanting to do, break people down, one of the unintended effects was that many people used that time of isolation to isolate with God. And that's why I say there's been a shift because there was some deep communion going on during that period of time. And as I've mentioned in my first episode, there is a a beautiful, deep, intimate process that happens when you spend some serious alone time with God, when you get to know him, when you develop a relationship with him. When I had my bowel reconstructive surgeries in 2019, it took me a whole year to recover completely. It was surgery after surgery after surgery, recovery after recovery. And I intentionally used that downtime, that time of stillness. I was by myself a lot. I used that time to get closer to God. So when everyone was quarantined at home in 2020, I thought to myself like, okay, all right, God, this isn't my first rodeo of serious downtime. And I already knew and had experienced the benefits of stillness with God. So I got into the word and a lot of other people did too. God used last year, 2020, to fill people's lamps with oil. God used that time to bring us revelation, discernment, clarity. And there's a remnant rising from that period of time. And there is always a remnant of people that God brings up in every generation to be a voice to others. Everyone is always welcome to join the kingdom army. Everyone is always welcome to have a seat at the table. And here's the thing, we get to a point where we are like, okay, God, use me. And we're ready to take that step. And I'll be completely honest with you. I struggle with trying to be the right amount of truth and the right amount of grace in this world. I constantly go back and forth between thinking to myself, am I being too aggressive? Because if I am, people are going to put a wall up. But if I'm too passive, it will compromise the gospel. And there is no compromise with the gospel. So I battle with this all the time. 
especially when we're living in a time where calling out the moral problems and the deception going on in this world will either get you canceled or labeled as a conspiracy theorist these days. And when reading scripture, Jesus takes the time to explain to his disciples the atmosphere and tension of this world and how we're supposed to be living as children of God. He explains the spiritual climate of this world. And Jesus also encourages us to be mindfully aware of what's going on in the world and also mindfully aware, mindfully aware of how to conduct ourselves as we walk through life with him. And what breaks my heart more than anything is that there are so many people who are asleep to the spiritual war going on in this world. And these same people do not want their sleep disturbed. That's why it's sometimes hard to know how to act and conduct ourselves because the God's honest truth is that people don't want to hear the truth. So we can't allow people's dismissal to discourage us. And I want to share a few Bible verses to help put this in perspective and hopefully get my point across. These Bible verses are our instructions. And at the same time, when you listen to these verses, it kind of sounds like the words contradict themselves. It sounds like Jesus's instructions contradict themselves, but they don't because this is what Jesus expects from us. And I'm going to explain because it's it's kind of like a blending of complete polar opposites. And if you're like me, you may be battling with some inner turmoil because of it. This is one of those things that God wants us to discuss and question and ponder over. And that's also my mission behind the promise perspective. It is to teach others how to have the right mindset, the right perspective rooted in what God says. So hear me out. So in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus was preparing his disciples for future persecution. Okay, that's where we're at. (laughs) So he said to them, he said, look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. He says, be as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. And when you read that, you can't help but think, huh? Like, what are you talking about, Jesus? Be like a snake and a dove at the same time? And I have done some heavy reflection on this. And if you look up the definition for shrewd, it means to show a clever awareness. I interpret that as meaning to be discerning and sharp-minded, to be tough-minded. And then to be innocent as a dove, well, in scripture, a dove also symbolizes the Holy Spirit. Earlier in Matthew, when Jesus was baptized, before he said all this stuff, it says that the heavens opened 
and Matthew saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove onto Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is full of the things that make us compassionate in character, like peace, love, gentleness, and purity. So to be like a dove, I interpret that as having a tender and compassionate heart. So when Jesus was telling his disciples to be both of those at the same time, the way I understand that is like tough-mindedness to be sharp and discerning comes from knowing and understanding and being rooted in truth, being rooted in the word. Tenderheartedness, which comes from the dove-like innocence that Jesus talked about, that comes from knowing and understanding and being rooted in the character and nature of Jesus. God calls us to have both theological backbones of steel, but a cultivated heart of compassion and grace, because only when you blend the two can you truly know how to conduct yourself. That's why it also says in John chapter 1, verse 14, that Jesus was full of truth and grace. He was full of both. Now, we can never be as perfect as Jesus because, honestly, there are some days when I can be maybe too much truth and not enough grace, and then there's days where I might be too much grace because I'm hesitant to talk about the truth. But that's why we follow him. He wants us to take notes. I I love reading the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because those Gospels are like a student taking notes. And that's pretty much what it is. It's a copy of their notes. It's records of Jesus's teachings and the questions the disciples asked and recordings of Jesus's responses. They took notes too because they depended on Jesus for instruction. And I know this is very deep, but this is so necessary, so necessary for both new believers and experienced believers to understand. Because let me be honest with you, there are a lot of Christians that still have not quite grasped this concept and instruction. And it is it is very difficult to always say the right things and say the right things the right way. And while that may cause tension in our hearts, I think that when we are truly walking with Christ, rooted in his truth and his character, we're able to make better judgment on how to speak truth and conduct ourselves. Because the thing about Jesus is that we know very well that some people did not like him. In fact, they hated him for speaking truth. But Jesus always spoke in ways that allowed for reconciliation. And the thing about this world is that there are too many of us divided and fighting about things because the other party or person doesn't agree with our opinion on what we believe to be right and what we believe to be the necessities for social progression. And let me just say, as a follower of Jesus, sometimes both sides are wrong because for a lot of people, 
the solution for the things we are fighting about, they're never designed to reconcile people to Christ. They're designed to have people pick a side. And that is the perspective we have to understand and try to teach others about. Jesus is the only solution. And we have to have the right perspective so that we, as his followers, can accomplish our mission. If, if you want to see the world change, we have to stop pursuing like-mindedness and start pursuing Christ-mindedness because there is no amount of manpower, money, or policy change that is going to solve the world's problems. It's not until we learn to love God that we can truly learn to love other people. And I try to be careful with the way I say things, not because I want to tiptoe around people's feelings or because I'm afraid of offending them, because there are a lot of things that I've called out that some people don't like, but I try to be careful with how I come across because what's most important to me, along with teaching the gospel, is that I build relationships with people. I can't scream Jesus at you and expect you to accept what I'm saying with open arms. But I also can't be a casual Christian either. I can't stand by and allow people to believe in the ways of the world as their truth. Being bold for Jesus will have you looking like a crazy Jesus freak. Yes, being bold for Jesus will convict some people and it'll offend other people. But listen, I don't know if anyone has told you this, but Jesus is coming back. (laughs) In fact, his return is mentioned over 300 times in the New Testament. And the thing about his return is that it is imminent, which means there are no conditions that have to be met for this event to take place. It literally means he can come back at any time. Why do you think Jesus tells us to be watchful? Be ready. Be prepared. Don't be caught off guard. Anyways, I feel like I'm starting to get off topic. So back to my point about, you know, how are we supposed to act? What are we supposed to do as Christians? How do we represent Christ the way that we're instructed to? So I just gave you an example here, but I want to give you one more. So believers are also referred to in the Bible as both sheep and a lion. And I want to talk about sheep first. Um, You heard where Jesus said, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. But he also says in John chapter 10 that we are his sheep. He says that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. You want to know how easy it is to be deceived by this world? Have you noticed the negative connotation that comes from people calling others sheep? It's like a trend these days. It's like people are being called sheep as if to kind of jokingly convey that if you're a sheep, you're mindlessly just following the herd. Or if you're a sheep, you are compliant and easily easily influenced and stupid, right? It's like a trend. And I recently saw a follower of Christ who is a pretty big influencer Um, They're selling shirts that literally says, no sheep in my circle. 
Now, by nature, sheep are very timid animals. They're very docile. And when Jesus talks about sheep in the Bible, he did so in parabolic form because Jesus always taught in parables. Jesus is also referred to as our shepherd. So when he talks about sheep, he's talking about us. And when he says that his sheep know his voice and follow him, he wasn't just speaking heavenly truth. He was speaking actual truth as well. And I don't know if you know this or not, but in real life, sheep only recognize and respond to one voice. They only listen to and follow the voice that they know, their shepherd's voice. When you have a few minutes, get on YouTube and look up Sheep Know Shepherd's Voice. I'm so serious. It is so cool because what you will see when you watch one of those videos is that when a stranger calls the sheep, the sheep do not respond. They literally ignore the stranger's voice. They won't even look in that direction. But when the shepherd calls the sheep, every single one of those sheep will lift their heads and follow that voice. They'll come to the shepherd's voice. It is literally the coolest thing to watch. It's something that helps you understand just what Jesus meant when he said his sheep follow his voice. And it's something that we should really be leaning into because culture has totally led us astray. I want to be a sheep. I want everyone to be a sheep. And it says in scripture that when Jesus returns, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And you don't want to be a goat. The goats are referred to in scripture as those who do not know Jesus. There are no goats in heaven because the goat does not stand for greatest of all time, G-O-A-T, which is another trend going on that is easily deceiving a lot of people without them even realizing it. So don't be fooled, okay? So we are his sheep. He is our shepherd. And there is one voice that we should be following. And that voice goes against every voice and direction of this world telling us otherwise. That's why I believe that it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Get to know your heavenly father. Get to know Jesus on a one-on-one basis. The more time that you spend with him in prayer and in that Bible, the better you will be able to understand his character and his voice. But Remember what I said earlier about how the Bible and the Bible's instructions on how we should be living is almost like a, a blending of opposites. So keeping the sheep in mind, if you read Proverbs chapter 28, verse one, it says that the righteous are bold as lions. We're instructed to be both a lion and a sheep. At the same time, kind of like the serpent and dove illustration Jesus gave his disciples. We are sheep among wolves. Jesus wasn't lying. That's why I can't stress enough that we've got to know the voice of our shepherd. 
He protects his flock. He is our protection because persecution is real. And there are a lot of Christians who have died because of his name, because of the voice they choose to follow. This world hates everything God stands for. It's a bunch of wolves out there. But I believe that while we should be gentle in nature, we can also be bold because of our confidence in God's promises. People can say whatever they want about me, about my brothers and sisters, but we should continue to put ourselves out there knowing that we might be attacked, we might be mocked, we might be slandered, but it's easier to be bold when you know who is the king. Jesus is referred to as the Lion of Judah. There's a lot of biblical reference of this between the Old and the New Testament. And if the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, which if you've accepted him and started started a relationship with him, then he does, then we literally have the heart of a lion. I don't know where the church went wrong. I don't know where we went wrong in falling away and watering down this truth, but I pray all of the time for biblical boldness. God is so eager to teach us exactly how to be bold if we spend time with him. I've always said you're allowed to be bold for Jesus. Don't let the world dim your light. The world desperately needs it. We're a bunch of sheep with a lion living on the inside of us. Like, tap in. So, until next time, guys, please make sure to hit subscribe. Feel free to share this with others. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and give me a high five by leaving me five stars and your review below. You can also visit my website for more tools and information to equip you in your walk with Jesus by going to www.promise-perspective.com. I hope this message encourages you and I look forward to talking with you all on many more episodes to come. God bless. Mm -hmm.